Hey everyone, it's me, Kyrie. Um, I'm at the top of the show to say that uh, we had a little bit of a goof em up. Last week, I said the homework was only to do half of Chapter 6, but we and the other hosts got so engrossed, we, we couldn't help but finish the whole dang chapter. Sorry if you're listening to this in a car or something and you can't go and finish the last of the trial, but now's the time to pause this podcast finish the rest of the trial, and come on back, because we're going to be talking about the whole thing, because um, it is a wild ride. Um, anyway, uh, while I have you here, let's do the shoutouts. Uh, as always, thank you to Scanline Media for hosting this podcast. Head over to scanlinemedia.com for more podcasts and other good, good stuff. We have shows like Bottle Crow, Neutral Game, The Johto Quorum, and much, much more. Plus, if you subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash scanlinemedia, you can get access to the exclusive Oops All Anime for only $1 a month. I was just on an episode talking about the show Given, which, by the way, you should not be sleeping on Given. Um, And it was an absolute blast. I love recording Oops All Anime. It's such a fun thing. We also did an episode on Fire Emblem Three Houses uh, recently. Uh, Everyone at the show has been playing it as... You will soon tell. But anyway, head on over to scanlightmedia.com for more details and patreon.com slash scanlightmedia. And as always, huge thanks to Vetron for providing the music. Go to youtube.com slash VTM projects to get more remixes. In fact, they just put up two remixes of Fire Emblem Three Houses music, and it's really, really good. Uh, I was listening to it while I was writing and working on this episode and other remixes as well so definitely can check them out now uh, i am so thankful to everyone who has been listening and supporting this podcast and sharing it around we cannot begin to thank you enough you the loyal listener we really appreciate your support it means the world to us and we are still flabbergasted at the amount of support that we are receiving so thank you from the bottom of our hearts uh, to for listening to the show for everything that you do um and we hope that you stick around that when we cover danganronpa 2 which is going to be wild it's jen's favorite game i really love danganronpa 2 and i think it's gonna be an absolute blast if you've never played danganronpa 2 you are in for a treat um But again, just from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for your support. Anyway, that's all for me. Enjoy the season one finale of Ultimate Despair Reprise, and I'll talk to you next time. Peace. One Marth, 
Welcome Mars? back to the Fire Emblem podcast. No, we're gonna no. just be me and Jim no, talking Jackie. about Fire Emblem Hero. Sorry, Fire Emblem Three Houses for the next yeah. hour and yeah. a half because wow, that shit was tight. I I haven't played it, but um, Edelgard and Byleth is is a ship that gives me life. This is not this is not ultimate ultimate uh, oh, Fire Emblem. One hundred percent. If you are not a Black Eagle, I'm coming for you. Well, I have a blue lion, so yeah, well, you, get out. That writes itself. I'm coming for you, Jen. <laughs> your shit's finished. Shit's I will meet skin. you on the battlefield now. Punt your head to straight off your shoulders. Here comes this, this boar with the stick. Well, I joined the golden deer, and yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna punt your head off your shoulders too. That's two points for me. All right. Oh, okay. There's a really loud Spanish guy to go goal. Uh, welcome everybody to Ultimate Despair Reprise. This is in fact a Danganronpa podcast. Believe it or not, is it? I go. Oh shit! Yes. I... This is also, going... this is also supposed to be like the climax episode too. We we really fucked it intensely. I'm I'm really lost. <laughs> we we implies that there was. Javi on our side of the table. I think yeah, Jen you, and I y'all already... really fucked it intensely. I'm doing a great job. I don't know about you. This is a Danganronpa recap podcast going through the entire Danganronpa series one murder at, at a time. I am your ultimate host, Kitty A. I'm your yeah, ultimate I'm pod. Pla- oh, go ahead. No, Sorry. no, it's okay. You can do. You can go first, Jen. Okay. I am the ultimate podcaster, Jennifer Uncle. I'm uh, I'm Jackie Platinum, and I think the official order actually was Kiri, Jen, me, and then Inez. So, well, as yeah. as always, I'm Inez. You're the ultimate order keeper. I am the ultimate order keeper. That's me. I keep the order. I keep the peace. And in this, we have covered. We're covering the finale of Danganronpa One: Trigger Happy Havoc, and. Off the top of my head, this was a trip of a chapter. So yeah, video uh, really do be games. Mm-hmm. Jen, if you want to give us a quick recap of the first part of the chapter, sure thing. As Makoto and Kyoko make their way out of the garbage chute, uh, Kyoko reveals that she came to Hope's Peak to disown her father. She, he left her behind uh, to r- run from the detective business and work as a headmaster instead, so she revealed herself to the academy in the hopes of directly confronting him. By the time they emerge from the hatch in the trash room, Kyoko decides that the best course of action is confronting Monokuma directly, as hiding would only delay the inevitable. Once the three meet, Monokuma threatens to attempt Makoto's execution a second time, but Kyoko intervenes, insisting that the last trial was rigged, and it would only anger the audience at home if the bear broke his own rules. She demands a retrial of Mukuro's murder. Monokuma ups the stakes for this final trial, insisting that the students must solve all of the school's remaining mysteries, or they'll all be taken up at once. After Kyoko agrees to these terms, her and Makoto stroll to the cafeteria, where they're given a rousing welcome by the remaining survivors. The joy is short-lived as the group quickly understands the stakes at play. Making matters worse, Monokuma insists that the only ones inside Hope's Peak are the 16 students from the beginning. Each student worries that one of the six students in their midst is the actual mastermind, so they all decide to hunt for clues on their own. Hope's Peak's rooms are unlocked, leaving Makoto to finally search the dorm's destroyed second floor without any fear of repercussions. He visits the headmaster's room, 
where Kyoko is attempting to open a recess door by guessing the password for her father's computer. Makoto, recognizing that the password is something Kyoko would never be willing to guess on her own, simply walks up to the computer and types her full name, unlocking the door. Inside, they find three things of note. A master handbook, a childhood photo of Kyoko and her father, and a wrapped present containing the headmaster's bones. Uh, <laughs> Makoto leaves Kyoko to process her grief, heading to the nearby locker room. With the master handbook, he's able to open a few of the lockers. In one, he finds items that obviously belong to Yasuhiro, while the other holds what appears to be an old notebook from Kyoko. She describes a plan to turn Hope's Peak into a shelter, as well as a second despair, leading weight to the idea that there might be more than one ultimate despair. Aoi is hanging out in the data center, waiting for Makoto to show up before the two of them investigate the Monokuma-themed door. Behind that door lies an impressive set of controls, configured like a mech's cockpit. Aoi absentmindedly presses the data center button, and Makoto confirms that she spawned a single Monokuma. As they head out, the data center's door is locked behind them. Monokuma springs up to taunt them, as they miss the obvious hatch in the bottom of the floor, which may have revealed the mastermind's true identity. Further investigation reveals the following. The tart from the last case has a biolab tag in the corner. The biolab acts as a makeshift morgue for the various dead students, though the number of lights and dead students doesn't seem to add up. There's a second page of uh, Mukuro Ikusaba's student profile. She bears no scars from her time as the mercenary, and the headmaster already suspected she was one of the two or more ultimate despairs. Using the measurements from this profile, the group also determines that one of the morgue's corpses is definitively Mukuro. There's a DVD showing each student slash survivor meeting with the headmaster, insisting that they are okay with living in the school for the rest of their lives. But before it reaches the end, the power suddenly cuts off and Monokuma pops up to gloat about it. Makoto is also given a hint by Monokuma, which is a class photo showing every student but him. As he goes around to the various students asking them about it, they act as if they've seen a ghost and bolt from his presence. And by the time everyone is gathered back at the elevator, they are basically at square one again because everyone is distrusting each other as they make their way to the trial. And that was just the investigation. Yeah, that was that was just the investigation. The trial itself gets extremely buck. Um, and we have two goals, essentially. The first is to discover uh, Mukuro Ikusaba's killer. And the second is to reveal the mastermind. Uh, and the, it's... We are, we start, like, those photos that were handed out, um, and we did and not, we didn't get, we didn't just get one, everybody got one, uh, and they were all in a very similar, uh, case. They, uh, in, they effectively quell, like, induced panic among all the remaining students, uh, save for us, uh, and we had to quell that. That was the first real step we had to do that. We, by, uh, we lay the foundation that we all got amnesia. And that initially we, we, we all agreed to be in Hope's Peak. Um, that, uh, excuse me. Um, and that, uh, you know, that Monokuma's controller and thus the mastermind is in fact here with us. Um, right, because they deduce that, like, yeah. the headmaster couldn't be the mastermind because the headmaster is dead. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, that is, that is, um, established. Yeah. Um, we use through the wounds and tattoo. We uh, reestablish that it was indeed Mukuro who was killed, uh, and 
not you know another not another body not another uh that was not where the switch up took place um and we conclude via the repurposed lab its occupancy lights and the labeled tarp that was there that the corpse was used for that it was indeed a corpse like it was not you know um it was somebody who had prior died um and this kind of leads into the next one where we prove that uh well i mean they all of course lead into each other but it does prove where we prove that um mukuro's wounds matched junko's uh her like her death quote unquote uh which proves that she was killed twice first as junko then as herself um and they and we established that they the, the, the two um we would later find out their sisters the two the two twins switched uh when they in the very beginning um and we read the sequence back to Monokuma, and he goes silent, just breaks down. Um, and then it's Junko time, and shit gets strange. Um, so we essentially we we uh, have to end up basically essentially uh, summoning Show uh, to tell us about the world outside to corroborate um, to corroborate uh, Junko Junko's story that uh, the world kind of devolved into an anarchic an anarchic hell mess. Uh, after we, uh, you know, and after we enrolled in Hope's Peak, and then while in the interim, while we still had memories but lost them, uh, shit went really, really far south. Um, and they keep showing, they keep showing us the CG uh, of a dude of like a bunch of dudes in <laughs> Monokuma masks, and one just beating the shit out of a car with a bat, and that's that's like really having a big old time. Like that's the big horror that they want to show us is that you know oh well, these dudes in Monokuma masks are doing vandalism. Also, Ain't that fucking ghoulish? Also, they they did the the Planet of the Apes thing where they were where they they didn't blow up the Statue of Liberty, but they did replace its head with the Monokuma head. Oh, that was that was woke. That was insanely good. <laughs> also, that 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 one giant Buddha statue was yeah had a monokuma oh. head for some reason most importantly though um juko juko tells byakuya that the togami family the togami family fell and it and i i i actually cheered i was like hell yeah fuck <laughs> you you big piece of shit gargle togami- my dick and balls the one thing you pride yourself on is god get the togami zaibatsu utterly fucked <laughs> eat, eat 400 dicks <laughs> done man oh boy and so this is all established it sinks into all uh, to our uh, motley crew um that the world did indeed go to shit about a year ago and the headmaster's goal was to turn hope's peak into a shelter to protect the students and that uh junko and mukuro seek to, to subvert this um in order to demoralize the people trying to rebuild society outside. Um, we get a really cool, like, perf- Junko, Junko and Mukuro CG. That's, um, it, I hate saying, oh, it's like, it reminds me of Persona 5. Because Persona 5 came out, like, ten years after this game. Um, but, holy shit, it is, like, extremely stylish. stylish. It's extremely stylish and it has the black-red-white color scheme. It's really good. I'm a fan. Um, yeah, I have that as a PS Vita wallpaper. Ah, oh, you fucking Melvin. 
Um, and yeah, the fi- and and so we we segue into like the final sequence when we uh, where we have to convince reignite the hope within um, all the students. And I think that this this is a really good use of the mechanic where when you haven't shot the hope point, it just resets the speech. Um, because as you do that, as like they uh, it re- it brings you it like rewinds you back to the start, and then you keep it's extremely woke like yeah as a person you start the speech over and there's just more and more building resistance to what junko is saying yeah until it ultimately overflows and that's it's very effective it's a really good usage of the game's mechanics that in a game that i don't feel like uses its mechanics really well all the time yeah i thought it was by far like the best use of of the mini games and it was a very strong trials so far yeah, it was, yeah, it was very, very good. Mm-hmm. And I like how when you're you're loading the hope bullet for the last time for the last statement, the uh, Danganronpa theme music kicks in. Yeah, Ooh, it yeah, was that so whips. fucking good. That I, I love that specifically. Kyoko was the last bullet. Like that was super fitting. I was worried it was going to be like Biaki or something, and I was going to be like, uh, you know, or Hagakure or Toko, and I didn't. But like, it's really good. I love the fact that. I guess since we're just talking about it now, like, I love that you are firing the concept of hope at them because, like, you can't fire evidence that you have or your truth bullets in order to break them from their trance. You have to, like, you have to fire hope into them. And it's, like, I think that's so good because, like, what is hope? But, like, you know, it, it is, it is something despite evidence to the contrary you know something good can happen you know what i mean or i guess it's i I mean it's less that because there's really no evidence to the contrary it's just things that junko has said or made a video of um it's just you know you either accept the situation as it is and see the best result see the best you can make of it or you know you just wallow in self-pity and get absolutely fucking creamed by whatever life throws at you and that was the big um and that's kind of the big like turning point um against junko when you just fucking you just fucking shoot her with a bullet that's like the ultimate hope (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that was it's a really good payoff for a game that has spent that has um not been vet really really good i can definitely see why it's very popular though because it's it fundamentally has had some very good uh points some very good ideas that i that i'm kind of looking forward to seeing how they've refined and uh, executed on these ideas because they're definitely definitely a couple definitely a lot of things so far that this um that this effectively brought to a head right yeah mm-hmm. yeah just to kind of uh, oh go ahead I was just gonna say, speaking of things being brought to a head, um, like tell us a little bit what happens after we defeat Junko with our hope bullet. Um, she is super fucking jazzed to die. Like she is, (laughs) wow, she's just really thrilled to just dot beef it. This was actually all an elaborate plan, just just to make her nut. 
Yeah, she was just like, listen, I can't come unless uh, I'm getting fucking murdered. Oh, wow. Okay. Murdered, but not only am I being murdered, but my entire life's work is deconstructed in front of me, and then I'm murdered with it. Like, that is... She spe- she spends, like, the whole time creaming her jorts. Like, the entire... That's, that's literally the sprite. That's li- Yeah, that's literally her sprite. She's creaming her fucking jorts. Um... <laughs> For her entire execution sequence, she's so jazzed about it. It's it's honestly, she's living. Yeah, it, it's worth pointing out that at one point Makoto's like, you know, we don't really have to kill you, and she's like, and she no, like, don't ruin this for me, you bitch, idiot. Silence. Shut bottom. up, Makoto. I'm I'm loving this. <laughs> Which is just such a good like. Junko is just such a really good character. I wasn't expecting to love her as much as I did, but like her voice is really, really good too. (laughs) I was like really surprised that she didn't have like a really high pitched, like you know, um, airheaded, you know, Jaru kind of voice going on. Um, Because that's kind of what her sprite almost evokes. It's like, oh, haha, you know, she's a dumb airhead, but no, she was like one hundred percent not that. Also, something that's Gen- really she has a fucking hot teacher sprite. I'm, I'm, I'm sold. I'm so sold. Yeah, something that's really fun is that is that like she she has like all these sprites and like different different modes of talking. Like like in one she, she yeah she cycles through she's like, like basically doing a JoJo pose and and is talking like Dio. Yeah. Yeah. She. I think at one point she does say muda muda muda. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, there is something um in the Japanese version, um all the Junko personas are voiced by the same actress, but I believe in the English version they actually get two different voice actresses to voice the various sides of Junko and Ashima. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at-, at least for the first game. I forget what they did for the anime and stuff like that, but yeah. Uh-huh. Well, no, she rocks, but definitely after we take it, after she is executed by every form of execution afterwards, um, we get we get the button that lets us go outside. Yeah, and the way that they portray that is like we're, it's going stepping into an uncertain future, so even the players don't get to see exactly what's happening. They just see a. They just see a lengthy animation of the doors opening and like what seems like a storm of light engulfing everything, and then it just cuts to credits. Um, I think I think I think a thing we need to kind of note is uh, towards the end, Byakuya just kind of becomes a tsundere, a tsundere. Um, he really does. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. I love just that. Just like a really, just a really impotent, like little bitch. You know, it's not like I want. It's it's not like I wanted you to help me leave. I was fuck you, Makoto, you big bitch. I I'm not I crying. Love... This is, I'm not crying. These are these are these are my these are these are tears. These are these are someone line. else's tears. I I do love that. Um, like when they are standing outside of the doors, um, like Biakia is like. Listen, I I don't know if I'll spare any time for you, but if you need me, you know, like doing the whole Sundari thing, which is uh, I don't know, it's a nice touch. That he's like, you know, maybe I'll make time for you, baka. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll make maybe I'll make time for you. 
I'm I'm not I'm not crying. Yeah. They're not my best friends. <laughs> yeah, I, that that we survived this horrible ordeal with. Yeah, I think part of the reason reason why I like uh Byakia more than uh the rest of y'all is that get pegged. Dude just needs to get pegged. Like, come on. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where in in later bits in later bits of Danganronpa media, he becomes a more interesting character, and he's more he's in this mode so more often. Get pegged? <laughs> yes and no. Okay. <laughs> you answered the only important question I had to ask about this video game series. Do you think? Do you think anyone's execution in, in these games is is yes. by some form of and as and as yes, I I did I wasn't even listening to your question. The answer is yes. So Thanks. let's br- so let's bring it to the top real quick. Um, so at the beginning of this chapter, we do have like Kyoko confronting Monokuma, um, which is a pretty great. Well, Monokuma, as we know, is now. Junko at this point, but like Junko she only Kuma. knew them. Yeah, Junko Kuma. Um, but I love that, like the gambit that she tries, uh, basically saying like, "Yeah, the audience has ensnared you," and it's like, like the screenshot is like, "Despair can never kill hope," and it's kind of like where she is asserting her own thesis, uh, and also like the game's thesis at the same time. Uh, against Monokuma as they're setting up this like final showdown. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good shit. I'm a fan. Also, one thing I kind of want to notice, uh, I mean, one thing I kind of want to point out, uh, did the Headmaster's Bones look familiar to any of y'all? Uh, yeah, they were in the beginning of the game. Yeah, the opening cutscene yep. where they execute what appears to be a random man turns out to be the Headmaster. It turns out to be a Headmaster. Dude had a really bad time of it. Gonna be real. I do. I do think it's really funny that it's it's in this extremely cheerful gift box, and it's 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 just a bunch of bones in there. It whips. I love that it's a bunch of cartoon bones too, and yeah. then like just really fucking like like it, okay. it, it it's 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 just like a skull and like a bunch it's of a femurs. Skull. Yeah, it's a skull and a bunch of femurs. And like immediately after this is revealed, though in the uh, in the investigation sequence, um, we have an actually very poignant uh, sequence with uh, with Kyoko, where she's like talking about her father after after we see his stupid ass cartoon bones, and it's like, oh yeah, he loved he actually loved his daughter the whole time, and (laughs) it's it's not like I I, like it's definitely. it's actually legitimately poignant, and I, I actually really liked it. But in re- like, just summing summing it up feels really fucking goofy, because <laughs> holy fucking shit! That's this game in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, no like the, the presentation is completely fucking over the top. Yeah, it's extremely silly. It whips. Yeah. It's extremely silly, but it whips. Like, um, I do, I do like that, that. That's kind of contrasted with, with, with Kyoko's like having like a pretty serious moment where she's realizing that that she's not never going to get the kind of closure that she wanted. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yeah, we could like because like, her dad like, is kind of see her mask starting to crack. Of... I'm I'm a big fan. I like that. I like that uh, Kyoko's mask. Even just it, like I like. I mean, even if it wasn't even in this way, and this way was a fucking good way to do it. Um, but Kyoko's mask finally dropping at points and her actually being like emotionally sincere. And that last bit where she's deb- where you can see her debating like, well, um, my goal is to like to keep do I obey the spirit or the letter of his last request to keep everybody alive? Yeah. Um, even in the sense of like, not really the spirit of the letter, but more like, oh, you know, do I um in, Does she do vote I for hope? that everybody survives in this sort of atmosphere, which isn't necessarily very good, but it'll make sure that they live, or do I make sure that they get out? And... Also, also, like in this in this last chapter, and 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 in parts of the chapter before this, like Kyoko finally doesn't know everything. Like Makoto actually knows things that Kyoko doesn't. Yeah, it's a which really is, good reversal which, of fortunes. Yeah, because previously Kyoko knew everything and would tell you her plan, and you would just go along with it. Yeah, that's really like that was really good. I really enjoyed how um, between like how it was almost like it's the game started off being largely a conflict between uh, between Kyoko and Byakuya, with uh, Makoto being kind of a. Um, He's kind of a go-between. Yeah, which, kind of their gopher. <laughs> yeah, basic, like basically it was like, oh shit, we have a character that we need to let the players do something. So Kyoko and Byakuya would like pitch you softballs and expect you to like hit them back just so, for, so they can make a point. Yep, and then um, Makoto just knows, Then, like by the end, Makoto is, has become the master. The student becomes the master in that kind of context. Um, well, he becomes the ultimate hope. Yeah, he becomes the ultimate hope, but he's also a very good. But he's like legitimately a good detective. He's figured he's figured out things that even Kyoko didn't know. He's thir- He's put Byakuya in his place like two or three times, which granted not enough. Like Byakuya should have been dragged through the mud immediately, like through the entire game. But I will. I will accept this. <laughs> um yeah yeah no that's what i'm saying like it's fucking good shit makoto finally makoto comes into his own not just as a character not just as a bird wrestling piss boy but as the <laughs> ultimate hope which i love the idea that like the ultimate hope like you know like how the ultimate despair can be multiple people and how despair spreads like that's where ultimately Makoto's power came from, was like, well, if anybody can become the ultimate despair, then conversely, anybody can become the ultimate hope. Yeah. So I'm gonna take you down. And it was like, it's this sort of, like, we're jumping all around, but I definitely, like, I adore shooting hope. Like, shooting hope as the final bullet is, like, oh, such a fitting I don't think we're supposed way. to talk about shooting hope on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. I like shooting oh, hope geez. too, but I got it but I do that behind closed doors. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that was some but, crude humor for the folks who like masturbation jokes in our audience. Do you, <laughs> do, you, do you want to go in any more detail about it? Do you, no. do you, do you have any other How jokes about- that, that you would like to explain, Jackie, to the audience? 
Actually, yes, I do. How about I? I feel like at this point we're about half an hour into recording. They they might have missed uh, a joke or two. So <laughs> let's just let's just do a greatest hits. Of our let's just move about, on. You ever think about right, how right. are just kind of out? <clears throat> Piss kink Magellan. Magellan, you illiterate fuck. Shut the fuck up. You, uh, how are you going to do an own on me and fucking pronounce it Magellan? Do, do I look <laughs> like, <laughs> like I know how to pronounce that? No, obviously not. <laughs> so anyway, firing hope. Can we talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, so we blast we blast hope all over uh, all over Junko. Um, we blast. Well, we blast. We are hope. fighting, but we're fighting back. We're, we're giving him our most hope. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and it and I, I like. <laughs> Damn! It has been posted Junko titties in chat. I, I'm sorry, I can't. She got him big ones. <sighs> hey, okay. Quick note. Notice that, like, I don't know if you can see it from this screenshot, but, like, the tie has little bears on it. To, oh, like... yeah, her tie is really good. Like, honestly, yeah. she earned that title of uh, Ultimate Fashionista. She has a very good look. Like, I can see why she's, like, first and foremost, really fun character, but also really, really fucking fashionable. I can see why she's, like, the Ultimate Fashionista and why yeah. she's and the... Like, the most the most cosplayed character, uh, according to Guinness World Records. Yeah, she's a she's got a really really good outfit. Like it's it's like really bright and recognizable, and has like a very clear silhouette to it. And also, it it it, it it's it's just that like her the way she's introduced is incredible. Like she, I I think she really benefits from only being in that one scene because it it kind of maximizes her impact. Oh yeah. It rules that she just kind of fucking shows up, does all of her shit, and leaves. Like, she does not overstay her welcome, and she really leaves, uh, like, us, the audience, wanting more. Um, Which is really fucking good, because at points I felt that Monokuma, you know... We actually, uh, like, touched on this a couple times, where Monokuma was just getting on our nerves. As an antagonist, he was less, less, like, shocking and more, like... Annoying. Here's this asshole again. Yeah, we had mentioned that like Monokuma felt like he was running out of material or something, and it was like, but but Junko is like a completely different personality. Like Monokuma is like clearly only one aspect of her personality. Um, Also, I I I I like that in this chapter they they kind of start fucking with 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 how Monokuma appears like on. Like on one or two occasions, like he he like pops up in a room while you're in there, and he's he's just spouting garbled text. Yeah, it rules. <laughs> I I love that when Aoi uh, finds the mecha cockpit for Monokuma, uh, she just goes gao gao, give me your donuts. Oh yeah, Aoi as <laughs> Aoi as Monokuma was really good. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. So, I do. Uh, I, I do really like how it's just the Monokuma voice actor trying to do, like the the Owie voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jackie and Inez, did both of you try and get into that hatch at the bottom of the cockpit before you I got did. kicked out? 
I did. Yeah, I, 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 I did too. Didn't because that was, I that kinda, was literally the first thing I clicked on that screen. Because I tried to do it the first time, like when we first went in there, and it was like, oh, I can't open this. Poor beans. I'm just I, too. My arms are my arms are not beefy enough. I'm not. I am not diesel enough to do this hatch. I strong enough for a bird, not enough for a hatch. <laughs> well, birds are follow bones. Hatches usually don't. Something. Yeah. I, so yeah, go ahead, Jack. I was just gonna say, jumping around again slightly. I I do like how the that trial is structured because typically in murder mysteries and various other games like that, you'd expect the reveal to be the end of it. But the whole thing with the second half of that trial, most of the trial, in fact, is Junko reinforcing, no, I don't really care ultimately if you know who I am because this is all the, I'm just going to spend the next hour or so talking about how much I fucked up every single one of your lives and kind of relish in how I've made you kill your own classmates that you spent two to three years with. So, I really like that. I really like that it was also about combating her ideologically because she didn't just show up to say, "Oh, you know, I had a lot of fun doing being a, being a bastard," but it was like, "I had a lot of fun being a bastard. Now you can have a lot of fun, you know, uh, being a bad or not like you can have a lot of fun, but like now you can succumb to this ideology from the despair that I've implanted into you by making you do all this bullshit." Um, also, and, there's there's a pretty great line in there. Oh, yeah, fucking, yeah, so figure it out the rest for yourselves. I'm sick of exp- expositioning all this bullshit. Fucking whips. She just yeah. takes no shit. Juko's really fucking good. Easily one of the, yeah. easily, like, you know, best member of the cast. Strongest member of the cast. I was thinking I was going to close this out with, like, oh, yeah, Kirigiri whips. But, like, Junko fucking batted me to death with the fucking goddamn, with, with yeah. like, a bunch of really, really good lines. Like she asks yeah. for a, she asks at first like oh you, at so at one point she's like oh do you want to join me and it's and like you get like two inches like oh I guess not really or like yeah I do and she, I, no matter what you answer she's like I'm just kidding idiot you didn't think I would really let you yeah it's a really really good moment and she's another the fucking line shit man I've never been to a funeral hell yeah. <laughs> where she just wants to like see all that despair like one thing i also particularly liked when it was around the time in which she is basically telling togami that the togami zaibatsu is dead and in the dirt um you get a choice that ship pops up on the screen but all three choices are just the togami zaibatsu is gone and it's like wait a minute and makoto's like wait a second i didn't even answer and june goes yeah it's like well i wasn't waiting for your answer i'm getting <laughs> sick really of this good. it's like she's fucking with the interface of the game itself and it just kind of shows how powerful of a presence she has and uh she's just such an extremely enjoyable villain and how oh my god she's so good and she also gives, you know, context to, like, all the different motives that she's been giving throughout the game, which is been specifically to, like, I am specifically here to fuck with you and make you feel despair. I want you to, like, feel my my ideology. Yeah, and she she loves messing around with people by 
initially pretending like she's giving a specific reason, then backtracking be like, nah, I just did it for fun. Like, uh, there's a bit where she's like, I wanted to bring everyone together because I had so much fun with all of you as classmates. Nah, just kidding. I just thought that you finding out that one of your classmates did this to you would make you feel even more despair. Nah, just kidding. Yeah, Juku's... Yeah, Juku fucking rules. I feel like I've said that a dozen times already, but wow, shit just really do be good. This yeah. chapter, this chapter just tossing Jackie treats left and right. Um, <laughs> just going to fucking ham on those on on the on that good good content. I love that she she kills Mukuro, her twin sister, just to make a point because she was bored. Like she kills Mukuro just to hurt my feelings. Mukuro was good. I like I saw her sprites and she's like she had a very she had kind of a very cute look to her. Um, I wish we actually got to interact with her. Yeah, yeah um, interact with her when she's not pretending to be Junko. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I re- I wish we got a chance to do so. Maybe you could do so in the free time event and like the free time event thing. Um, I will yeah, say bonus special mode. mode, bonus mode. Yeah, forgot the name of it, but yeah, bonus mode. I don't yeah. know. Haven't touched it yet. Probably not gonna because we're gonna end up moving on to Danganronpa two uh, soon enough because this is the finale of the first season yeah um one thing i wanted to mention is that we do get to see a little bit more of mukuro and junko interact in the danganronpa anime um in danganronpa 3 like we get some flashbacks to see what their whole deal was like and it's i find like i find them to be a lot of fun like junko and mukuro have like a really fun dynamic um, but just Junko in general has just such a fun dynamic and um, really cements herself as the, like, she sells herself as the villain of this game and it works. And I oh, love yeah. that she's like, listen, I'm not doing this out of any particular reason except to make y'all feel despair. I do lo- like, like. Okay, I love textured villains, and I love, like, characters who are evil, and, like, but, like, not, not not objectively so, like, from their perspective, and from, in a general sense, like, there's, whether they're evil or not depends on your, like, what ethics you're willing to argue. Um, I fucking adore that Junko, her whole deal is, like, she woke, she woke up, what, she woke up one morning was like, you know what, life sucks, I'm just gonna do evil shit. I'm gonna make Fuck it. Worse. I'm a supervillain now. <laughs> how how much of the world could I make worse before someone eventually kills yeah. me? <laughs> I'm just gonna keep doing this shit until somebody stops me. Whatever. <laughs> y'all y'all aren't my dad. You can't do shit. She she says she has this great line where it's like, from the moment I was born, I was crying the cries of despair. Yeah, she said. Yeah, the, from the moment I was born, I was crying from despair and it really whips but yeah um gosh i i I just this ending works really really well especially like at the beginning where you kind of have to rally like everybody because they're pointing fingers and suspicious at each other which by the way i want to point out that with those photos there's a very funny one you know how like in all the photos junko's face is obscured right yeah in a really Um, funny way too (laughs) yeah the best one is when someone took a picture at the pool 
and uh, Leon is splashed is like splashing water on her face and it's like i remember seeing a post that was along the lines of like boy this won't have any possible repercussions in the future (laughs) (laughs) just having fun with my friend junko splashing water i i like i like that 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 one of them is is like biakia has like his arm up and it it blocks junko's face Uh, ishimaru is doing a salute oh yeah I, I I forgot his name. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while he, since we died in our... like chapter three. Yep, <laughs> it's been a it's been a minute since we've been with our boy uh, Ishimaru. He he died in chapter three, and he also didn't get much of a send off. So yeah, like yeah, he didn't really die in a very extravagant way. Yeah. Whereas Junko's death is extremely extravagant. <laughs> oh god, Junko goes through yeah, every it's death like, sequence at once. It's like it's like Junko has has her victory lap and it's and it's getting executed in, in all the ways at once. <laughs> this isn't blood, this is victory wine. <laughs> it is. That's what she <laughs> it, really, it actually literally is though. That's the thing. Oh, that that bit at the end where she's just waving goodbye and uh you, you get you finally yeah, get to see so what the to press the button too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like waving. Yeah, it's like honestly, like okay, I was expecting her to take it with grace on some level too. Like oh, you know, I, you got me. Okay, bye. I guess hope really does win, or to want hope secretly overall. And she's like, no, that's my button to press. <laughs> but yeah, Toto's she... like, hey, hey, idiot, she... don't don't kill yourself. And she's like, fuck you, you can't but tell me to. what to do. And she slams the fucking button. She's like, it's punishment time, baby. Yeah, like Jen, also, like you were this, saying. There's this really funny zoom in on, on her face. God, it's when just really goofy. Rampa is... When Rampa wants to be, it is an insanely fucking funny game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm just thinking of everything that happens in 2, and uh, it it definitely ramps up some of the ridiculousness. Like, yeah. I was not expecting to like this game as much as I did. Like I thought this was a pretty damn good game. Um some yeah, shit felt I... really dated. Uh Biakia was not I'm not a fan of. Fucking everything else was really stellar. Like like there yeah. was a really it was a really good time tonally. Like there wasn't really I was expecting a lot of moments of like unwanted tonal whiplash because I kind of knew, oh, it's a funny game, but it's also a grim game. But like Pretty solidly, this was this game had a good control over its tone. Yeah, it kind of went everywhere it needed to go. Uh, wrapped up before it overstayed its welcome. Junko was a, Junko was a fucking pleasure to have on screen. Literally every line she had was solid gold. Um, Kyoko had fucked up hands, and I really like that. I like that her <laughs> hands are very like okay on some level. Sure, I get it, but also like I li- like. On some it's level, not I like it's not her like to have like a big scar on her hand or something, and like for there to be like a double standard almost of like oh I'm hideously deformed I'm missing like a fingernail but she has like an extremely fucked up like like you see her hands and they are horribly scarred over and burnt and it's like no wonder she wears the gloves like she's very like she like I wouldn't want people to see my hands like that 
Yeah, um, I actually really like that there aren't just like, oh, anime scars, which is just like a single line and two dashes. Yeah. You know, it's like, and she uses that to uh, point out like, oh, so during the trial, they talk about how determining that it was the mastermind who was attempting to um, sneak in on Makoto, just like really yeah. just having a big old time. And the point was um, made that you could cover the uh, Fenrir tattoo with uh, with foundation. And they were like, oh, well, couldn't couldn't Kyoko cover her scar with foundation, too? And she was like, I don't think you understand the extent of this fucking scarring. Yeah. Also, also, you should have brought that point up earlier, but you already basically admitted to it. So, <laughs> yeah, there's there, there's a pretty great line that um, that show has um, when you're asking her about. About what happened to the world, the tragedy. Yeah, like like she says, I only answer questions when someone bothers to ask me. Yeah, they they use which uh... is true. We we never we never bothered to ask her. <laughs> yeah, they use a uh, um, Kyoko slash uh, shows memory to great effect in this scene because a they reveal that oh. Um, Kyoko's memory was no wait not Kyoko. Um, Toko. 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 Yeah, they they reveal that Toko's memory was erased, but somehow shows made it out okay, which means that she's are like, oh yeah, everything's messed up. And then two, uh, show wasn't around for the Juko reveal, so when she comes up, she's like, oh hey, who are you? And she's like, um, and uh, I'm Juko's, the mastermind. Yeah, Juko's like, oh yeah, I'm the mastermind, and nice uh, shows like. You. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice a, to meet you. Nice to a meet really you. like cordially, like just really, just an extremely uh, friendly and normal way to greet the person who's been murdering all your friends. <laughs> was it there? Was it there a moment in Metal Gear Solid Two that Snake basically says you should have asked? Like I also, so, yeah. I feel like which that's is a... like oh, it's a bit of a trope. No, I'm just saying it's like I actually kind of like that trope of like you never asked me, so I couldn't give you the answer. Yeah, but also from the perspective of show, there wasn't really any question about what was going on because she's only around when there's when when they're not actually talking about the state of the world outside or anything like that. So she just already accepts it as a given. So yeah, why she, would I think she kind of just concluded that like everybody knows but they haven't been talking about it because they just don't wanna right yeah basically Jenny was saying oh uh, uh jackie said it so it's okay it's good uh, oh okay um but yeah it is that split helps us like establish like it led some credibility to what junko is saying it's like yeah the entire world is fucked and the entire world is, like, uh, my favorite detail is that at the top of the Eiffel Tower is just a big old Monokuma head. <laughs> yeah, it was very good. I fucking love the um, the Monokuma head. Was like, all of the Monokuma heads were really good. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal bullshit. Like, I my favorite CG is still, is forever and always going to be the fucking 
fuck this car, Monokuma mask guy, because that because <laughs> property damage will never stop. Property damage as the apocalypse will never stop being hilarious to me. Yeah, I I really like how how there are only a couple CGs for it, and they just get as much mileage out of them as possible. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> like like we have exactly one image of of these Monokuma guys hitting hitting this car with pipes and we gotta make the most out of it mm-hmm. we gotta convince show to like look at the monitor one image of of hitting this car with pipes we gotta make it count yeah something that i also liked uh this is like in later games they're going to be going more detail into more detail about what the tragedy actually was and how it was perpetuated I kind of like it as this vague version a lot as well, because when you're getting down into the nitty-gritty lore reasons, th- this game straight up says, none of that's important, really, why we're yeah. here. The gra- thing is that we're here now, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I, I think that background is definitely going to be a lot better when it's it's just broad strokes. Like, it, yeah. it, it doesn't really matter what happened outside, because... This is the situation we're in now. I will say that, like, I appreciate, like, some of the stuff about, like, the, like, learning bits and details about the tragedy, but you never are painted a complete, like, picture of everything about it. You just get, like, the important details. Um, But I like the tragedy in this game because, like, the tragedy very clearly serves as a metaphor for just, like graduating school in general like if we look at like the metaphor of you know what these class trials and what the this experience has been for like the survivors is like do i take this comfortable existence of this normal comfortable existence cut off from the world or do i possibly go into a world that is dangerous and out to get me and that's kind of like. See, Jinko's, I thought it was. Like, I thought deal. it was a metaphor for graduating, because like once you get out into the real world, you realize that it really sucks shit. Yeah, that's yeah, and it's like oh, I, you know that wish. Or of like, alternatively, oh, I I that it was not as bad as school because all that shit sucks. Um, yeah. School sucks in its own special school way. School sucks in its own special way. You know what doesn't suck though. What? Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc on sale now for Steam <laughs> for I think 40% off. Is it still 40% off? I hope it's still 40% but, off. Please play this video it, game. So you recommend Danganronpa 1? I recommend Danganronpa 1. Yeah. I I had a really, really good time with this game. Like, save for like the shittiness of Chapter 2. Like, save for that, I still had a really spectacular time with this game yeah like that's kind of the thing about this game i think is that it had some really low lows but the parts that were good were really pretty good yeah and it's important to keep in mind that we aren't really getting another chapter like chapter two from this first game from here on out like they never yeah 
they never do something like that again. Like there's yeah, they don't get they don't get insanely shitty about uh, some about a character. Um, but also, like again, this is an old. This is a game. I don't think it's like it's not old, but it's older. Two thousand eleven, I, kind of, I think. Yeah, twenty eleven. I mean, that's still not acceptable. But also, like twenty eleven. I don't know about but, you, but people were really shitty then. We were going through some shit yeah. in 2011. <laughs> if nothing else, like the um the climate's changed a bit since then. I think that was like just at like the turning point between uh certain things uh regarding uh, queerness globally. Um that was kind of a kind of a point. Um not making it not like not to excuse it or anything. It was, like Sure, sure. Like not to do that at all, but um it's in the sense of like i can kind of understand why it's shitty and why like that's not really emblematic of the whole series attitudes on transgender people because it's ideal well, i don't it, like it, i don't think it recurs does it please don't please no. tell me it doesn't recur if it's, it does not because if we're gonna do the next season and then it does something similar i'm going and i have to put my foot in my mouth i don't want to put my foot in my mouth that's not my kink yeah, um, <laughs> like if, if that happens, we're just going to have That's to play thing. the. Kiri's the one the, who's in defeat. We're just Whoa. going to have to play the curb your enthusiasm theme for like half an hour. We're just going to do like the that. entire episode will just be underscored by like the curb your enthusiasm theme gradually growing louder and more like deep fried as the episode goes on and as we just fucking saw as, about as... this bullshit franchise <laughs> that is forty percent off now on Steam. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Maybe you should buy it. Video games. I, by the time this comes out, I think that sale will be over. But yeah, <laughs> that means you gotta get an extra pass. Dear listeners, get it fast. Get it now. It's it's on sale. Forty percent off. Diana Rampa. Cherokee is is getting a cut from Spike Chudsoft, but I am, only for I'm, the data my actual this. my 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 actual um I I, I am I am very pleased to announce that my name is actually Spike. I am actually Spike Chunsoft. My Spikey name is Chunsoft. No, yeah, that's my So please, please. So as as someone who has played through Dangarampa 2, watched the anime and played through V3, they do not get to that level of shittiness like we had in chapter 2 and you get a lot more of the stuff that we really liked which was you know, character explorations and relation in the relationships and dynamics explored between all the different characters. Like, um, two and V three are especially excellent at that. Um, like I, you know, I said before at the beginning of the show, I hold V three at a very high regard, and a lot of it comes down to like I think some of our favorite moments uh, throughout this first game had come from individual character moments and how the characters bounce off each other and yeah they they really make a stronger case for like you have a lot of different like because um in Danganronpa 2 we have a completely new cast um and in like in every game is a new cast of characters to bounce off each other a new set of personalities and um it's just great I'm but i the episode zeros for them because I've seen some of the character designs, like the shitty little baby man. I'm very excited <laughs> for this bullshit. There are, there so are more than one of those. One of these characters looks like an aged up boss baby. I'm so, I'm so down. To... 
there's more than one shitty little baby character. Oh man, there's so many shitty little who, baby men. Who, who is actually who is actually just just like a weird little man? <laughs> Aren't they all weird little men though? It has. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day. That's true. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's, I was. It, it's kind of how in like Final Fantasy fourteen, all the all the Lollafells are are actually all like the, yeah, all the Lollafells have like a backstory where they did war crimes. Yeah, they they are all grown ass adults. Yeah, there's the yeah. Costa del Sol who, who pay taxes and do war crimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You walk past the Lollafell on the street, and they're just like, "She took the fucking kids." Jen, what were you took my foot high? Uh, I was just saying, there's that Lollafell in Costa del Sol who's basically a womanizer and constantly talking about. Uh, oh, that oh, he's piece. Just a pervert. Yeah, like, his deal is that he's a very rich pervert. He's he's. He's a fucking horrible goblin, and you sell him piss at one point. I think. I'm pretty sure you you like actually do sell him your piss. Um, <laughs> it's not very good. It's not. Well, I don't. I failed. What are see. we going to do that FF14 podcast? We should do you the can... Final Fantasy 14 podcast. Now that we're announcing it, Final Fantasy 14 podcast. <laughs> we're doing it. Fuck all. Okay, y'all. so you, so you, you can do the editing on that one. <laughs> Yeah, you start on a wagon, much like Danganronpa. You, uh, you, you have uh, and Skyrim. And what? And Skyrim. Xanadu Zan- times two. Xanadu times two. Now, um... Now, I have a question. Um, yes. Is this involving Danganronpa? Yes, yeah, so when she says Xanadu, um... Now I now now I don't. What is she referring to? Because I have when I think Xanadu, no idea. Okay, so do you, when I think Xanadu, what I think about is the Meadowlands Xanadu because I'm from New Jersey, and um, it was this. It, it's um, it's been a con. It's 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 a project that was proposed in 2003 and is still under construction. Um. And it is a big, um, had a huge corruption fiasco. The idea was that it was going to be like a super mall and it was going to have like a ski slope. This is a, in East Rutherford. It's a, it's called the, um, it was going to be called Meadowlands uh, Xanadu, changed to American Dream Meadowlands. I know that she's not referencing this, but this is the thing I want to talk about because it's fucking insane. Um, it was a, supposed to be this big, like, super mall it's extremely gaudy too like the exterior of the building i need to show you this shit because it's insane um this uh i'm posting it i'm maybe posting it in chat i'm posting it in gulag for gamers my friends uh who are listening you're not gonna be able to see this but imagine a so um imagine oh a my god that is just it's red it's at a really weird angle and it's just got like orange and yellow vertical stripes Holy going cow. down it it looks like somebody knocked over a candy, made a building out of candy cane materials. It's really, really bad to look at. So uh, this can, was this has been in production of... for sixteen years. I don't think I don't th- again. I don't think Juko's talking about Meadowlands Xanadu. What if like, she is? I, I, I think my favorite part of, of these pictures of it is it's that it, it, it's just it's just in New Jersey. This like, yeah, it, Xanadu it's, is it's a... just in the middle of New Jersey. Yeah, it's like, just fucking in the middle like, of New Jersey. Like, like, like the surroundings aren't like beautiful or anything. It, 
it's it's just New Jersey. Please look um, up pictures of Meadowland Xanadu on the Hackensack fucking river. You need to see this shit. It is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. So um, what if this Jinko's is this is the plans. real this is the real Hope's Peak High? Yeah, it's 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 kind of like like look. I don't okay. know. Let me just okay. let me just paint this We're... perfect picture of you. Okay, you're going down Jack, the highway. It, you see it, this massive Jackie. building with a big blue and white checkerboard pattern, and rising Jackie. above that is a vertical orange and yellow candy cane stripe, and above uh, okay. that is just brick. Also, okay. Also, and from the slope. side. Okay, it, it, seriously. It, it kind of all looks right, like right. someone giving a thumbs down. And as Jackie, we are way off. <laughs> it's fine. I'm pretty we, sure we, we did all the main points. Be, this, this episode's name is gonna be called Xanadu Times Two. I just I can feel it in my bones. <clears throat> okay, um, so, so Xanadu Times Two. Let's talk about the Olivia Newton John movie, which um, <laughs> w- w- which was a famous box office flop. Um, okay, so actually, you know it, what? That's it, actually, it, that, that, it, that's it had it, it it had a budget of twenty million, and it made twenty two point eight million at the box office, which I I guess it broke even, but. So is she talking about Xanadu the movie? When I'm she says Xanadu sure. times two, I'm thinking Xanadu the movie two. and American Dream Meadowlands. Uh, <laughs> fucking extremely worldly ultimate fashionista here. Who is who is just fucking looking at this shit like, wow. If you name something Xanadu, you're fucked for start. Jan, you yeah, seems just, like you've just had look so- at just look at Kublai Khan's Pleasure Palace. Okay. Jen, you were saying? No, I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure it's referring to the Xanadu movie. Wait, why? Uh, just because that's that's the version of Xanadu that everyone typically talks about when someone mentions really? Xanadu. Yeah. Oh my god, I have no idea. I've, I've when, when somebody mentions Xanadu, I immediately think of, oh, you mean that project that was supposed to be completed like 14 years ago and never was? Because everybody kept embezzling money from it? They would give it to a guy, he would just embezzle all the money and leave? Xanadu times two. Xanadu times two. Yep. So, any other thoughts on Danganronpa chapter six uh, before we head over to the close? If this was what? a dating sim, I'd totally be piping Junko. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I'm sorry, that would be best route. I feel like chapter five, chapters five and six sort of make up for the slower chapters uh, of four and three a little bit. Um, yeah, the and, the kind of soggy middle part. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> soggy middle part. It, it's such a strong finish that it makes it easier to um, look over some of the worst elements that happened before. So yeah, it's I. Playing through it, I forgot just how fun it is to get the first reveal of Junko and Ashima, and yeah, she really immediately... kicks open the fucking door on you. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really like how just like there's like a fucking smoke bomb or something, and Junko appears and in place appears of Monokuma. In... Yeah, and she has a stupid crown on. <laughs> yeah, I love her stupid crown. Also, oh, I, I, I really I really love when Junko has like monoku has like the monokuma bear out and she's and she's doing an impression of the monokuma voice oh that's really good mm-hmm. the fucking like when she does the professor outfit though is really funny because it's like oh yeah the hot office lady Junko. yeah the hot office lady outfit is fucking great um god but yeah 
I, Jen, I'm with you. I had forgotten how fun this game was. Like, the middle parts were soggy and weird, but, like, the opening case was so good, and chapters 5 and 6, like, are pretty excellent, just in general. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where I thought I... I I remember playing this game and then immediately going to the second one and remembering that I didn't love all the characters in Danganronpa 1, but I have much more affection for the characters in this game than I did the first time going through. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... It's a, most for the most part, pretty solid cast. Like, I feel like... uh... I feel like they end up playing into some of the more ridiculous elements in 2 and V3 and create a pretty fun cast for that reason. But for the ground floor for Stengenrampa game, having characters that are kind of weird, but also just seem like they are normal high school students in a way, ends up uh, lending more power to the more grounded tone of it. It's it's great, and I think I have a higher opinion of this game than I did like the first time I played through it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's just yeah, it's been webs. yeah. That's my that's my verdict. The shit webs. Now, um, so what are you looking forward to in the sequels? Out of curiosity, just real quick, because we got Danganronpa two around the corner. Super Danganronpa two. Super. Um, I am Super. looking forward to mecha- to to different mechanics. Yeah, <laughs> not, <this>. <laughs> <laughs> not what I've been playing because yeah. the video game, this this the video game part of this video game has offered me like two or three good things, and the rest of it has just been it beating me over the head with a live snake. Like I really not enjoyed parts of it. <laughs> Yeah, wow, I'm, God! Some of these sequences suck ass. Yeah, I'm. I'm also looking forward to the to the increased production values. <laughs> oh, I, I can't wait for y'all to see some of the mini games that are in two. <laughs> oh, the mini games in two are buck wild and control way better. Um, for the most part, yeah, I, I'd say that Hangman's Gambit is the worst in two, but it's not. As used as frequently as it is here. If I, recall. I mean, it, it it's not terrible. It's just it's just boring. Like, like yeah, like you you know what the word is. Like immediately, they they give you enough letters. Yeah, it's extremely goofy. Like, but also the mental image of some of these games is extremely like wacky. Like, I fucking love the idea that Makoto has to sit there for like thirty seconds trying to come up with the word for like. Oh man! Come up with What's... wolf. Wolf. It's a W. Oh. W- oh. <laughs> I know there's an F in there somewhere. Uh, no, they do some really fun things with the mechanics in um two that are really really exciting. But I I'm just glad that we were able to like make it through this first game and have such a good time with it. I had a blast with this game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm really happy that y'all liked it so much. And uh also, um just a super minor note, the character design of this game has fucking whipped. Like Yeah. 
extremely like i wasn't expecting the character like I, the character designs kind of hooked me from the start like oh wow these are really novel i wasn't expecting them to hit as hard as they did but they really are like especially in the um when you're piecing the trial together the art style for like the little mini comic thing is i actually really like that i love that art so much i wish there was like an alternate version of that art that is like they draw in the naked gray man as like the perpetrator like i think i've seen some fan arts of like people like replacing the naked gray man yeah um, i I do wish that they did that i I, it would be really nice if they if there was like i would almost like like if they did like an alternate like sprite style where you can like if you do post game you get into you can get alternate you can unlock alternate sprites where they're just like that yeah i really i love the art direction of this game yeah yeah it's really good dagger up is a really fucking pretty game yeah yeah but yeah um was there anything else uh, <clears throat> Yu-Gi-Oh-Slavia. What? <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh-Slavia. It's... Yu-Gi-Oh-Slavia, yeah. Ha- have you seen the post? <laughs> uh, I can't say I have. Well. But I can say. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. I can say. Well, just just run. All right. Don't walk. into off-topic. <laughs> yes, <laughs> All right. Let's my, take it to the close. Uh, my closing line is that this game is Closing really thoughts. Good. My closing mm-hmm. thoughts are, one, this game is really good. Um, and two, you owe it to yourself to Google American Dream Meadowlands and see how absolutely fucked up my state is. Uh, Inez, final thoughts? Um, On Danganronpa? Um, a lot of bad parts. Uh but the good parts in this game are really good. It's 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 the kind of thing where like you even even if I do recommend it, like you you kind of have to be ready to slog through some shit. Yeah, but the final two chapters tend like make it absolutely worth it. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also just want to say. Thank you to everyone who has listened so far and uh, shared podcasts with your friends and uh, just generally being involving yourself with this podcast because the reception to this has kind of uh, blown my expectations out of the water. And uh, oh, absolutely! Like it has been an absolute pleasure. And you have like 150 followers on Twitter. I was expecting like 10. Yeah, but like, yeah, and honestly, I I cannot wait for us to get into Danganronpa 2, because Danganronpa 2 is probably one of the most popular games of the trilogy, and it's going to be really fun. And I am looking back on Danganronpa 1 with a much, like, better opinion of it initially, and I just, I'm glad that we were able to do this, and I can't wait for us to, like, move on to Super Danganronpa 2. Yeah. Okay, with that, so everybody, uh, no homework this week. We're gonna yeah, summer break. Gotta take a little bit of a break, but then 
we're we're gonna do another uh like a, just a brief episode where we you know talk about a little bit about like Danganronpa two and some other closing thoughts on the game as a whole. We'll we'll keep you updated. Make sure you're following the the Twitter at at youdespaircast on twitter.com. Um, send us emails at um, send us an email at sparecast at gmail if you want to like write us a letter. Nice. Um, yeah, if y'all we, write us letters, I would love. I personally would love to do Q and A episode. I love attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and stay tuned because we're gonna go into Super Dangarapa two uh, pretty soon. But with that, I have been your ultimate host, Kyrie. I've been the ultimate podcaster, Jennifer. Um, I've been Jackie Platinum. Stay platinum, my friends. That's going to be that's my new tagline, by the way. That's 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 there's like a little trademark symbol there. That, that's me. Oh, okay, great. I I I, I guess like Chunsoft's uh, sponsorship has already ended. Yeah, they, um, they, they, they I got a call from them mid episode, well. and they decided to cancel me. <laughs> uh sorry sorry about that sale everyone um we're we're taking it down right now <laughs> retroactively it is, it is so funny. if you if you heard that part of the episode the real sale was the friends we made along the way the real danganronpas were the friends that were all the friends the we real, killed along the, the way the real despair was the dangans we rompered <laughs> anyway uh I'm an S. I continue to be. <laughs> and what class dismissed. Believe gonna, it or not. I'm going to sign off as someone else other than an S. And we're all going to collectively die. It's going to be horrible. Yeah, everyone everyone except except me should, should uh, sign off as me. I think. How about we all just do one big old class dismissed? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah. Class is dismissed.